y'all. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Talk. I'm the host, Chancel. Now, if this is your first time listening, you're in for a treat. This is a space that allows us moms to get together and just chat about things outside of being a mom. Uh, Today, joining me is my gorgeous friend, Zena. We met um, years ago at work and instantly just enjoyed being in each other's company. Uh, Zena, are you there, boo? I am here and I am so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I am excited. Um, Zena is a girl mom. She has two beautiful daughters, uh, Jada and Zara. And I'm not sure if you... Um, We're able to hear um, just a slither of her accent, but she's originally from Jamaica. So we're going to discuss her upbringing on the island, her experiences, um, things that she she misses now that she's in the States, and even her thoughts on just raising her girls over here versus where she grew up. I just thought this was um, an interesting topic because... um, I'm from Louisiana. Uh, I grew up in Central Florida, however, but I sometimes or or often think about, you know, what it would be like to go back to Louisiana. So we're going to get into all of that right after this quick message from our sponsor, Cool Moms Club. So Cool Moms Club is a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price. With Mother's Day around the corner, this is the spot to shop. Whether you're looking for something just for you or perhaps a little something just for them, head to the site, thecoolmomsclub.com, and enjoy 15% off your entire order with code MOMMYTALK. This code expires April 30th, 2021, so hurry and shop. All right, Zena, are you ready to share um, a little more about yourself? I am. I am. So I just need to make one correction. So I was actually born in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, but I grew up in Tortola, British Virgin Islands. So just just a quick correction there. Um, You're not from Jamaica? I am not from Jamaica. Oh, oh my God. And I meant to mention it like in the text and it totally slipped my mind. So I am so sorry about that. Oh my, well, I am so sorry because all of this time I thought you were from Jamaica. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So oh, my goodness. a little bit about me. So I grew, I was born in St. Vincent and the Grenadines and I will share, um, what's happening down there right now, which is, which is really, really bad. So yesterday, um, the volcano, so there's a volcano on St. Vincent and the Grenadines and it erupted Mm -hmm. yesterday. So it's been really, really bad. Like a lot of people had to be evacuated out of their homes. Um, right now we don't know what the situation is going to be like if they have to evacuate everyone off of the island Mm -hmm. so I spent you know part of my childhood there so yesterday has been was was very emotional even going into today like just hearing from my family and stuff like that down there so definitely wanted wanted to share that um so I spent I was born in St. Vincent, so I spent a good portion of my childhood there, and then a good portion in Tortola, British Virgin Islands. So mm-hmm. I will 
as we go through, you know, this this discussion, I will just reference the Caribbean. Um, so for all my island people, mm-hmm. I am not speaking for all of you. Like this is just my experience and my upbringing, um, which may be different from other people. So just wanted to put that out there. So I actually moved um, to the U.S. when I was 19 Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to go to college. So I went to DeVry University here in Orlando, Florida. Um, So pretty much I was in the Caribbean until I was 19. And then I moved here, which is is a very different experience than what I grew up with. I think for me, I'm still learning how to navigate a, a lot of that as mm-hmm. I tried to, you know, raise my girls in a completely different culture. Well, um, we're we're gonna get into all of that. Yes, yes I <laughs> I can't wait to 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 talk more about that. But first, I want to get your two truths and a lie. Oh, yes. Yes. So for those, um, again, if this is your first time listening, um, this is a part um, of the show where our guests or myself share um, three statements about ourselves. And it's up to me or our listeners to try to guess what's actually true and what's um, false. So let's hear your three statements. Okay, so my three statements. Um, the first one is I'm adopted. Um, the second one is I graduated high school at 16. And the third one is I had braces. So those are my three. Okay, so this is going to be really hard um, because Zena and I mostly engage during lunch um, while working together. Hence me not knowing that she... <laughs> He's not from Jamaica. (laughs) So I know a few things about her, but not much at all. So this is going to be really hard. Um, Can you just say those three again? Uh Uh-huh. So I'm adopted. Mm -hmm. I graduated from high school at 16. And I had braces. Okay, I'm going to do my very best (laughs) to guess what's what at uh, the end of the show and that's also when she'll let us know um, what's true what's false so definitely stay tuned to see what those reveals are Um, okay so quick thought behind today's episode it's nothing deep it was just a conversation that Eric and I discussed a few times around moving to Louisiana so Um, Again, I am originally from Louisiana, Baton Rouge to be exact. I love everything about the state. I love the culture, the food. Um, I love the slang, the music, the people, especially my family. Both my mom and my dad's side um, are in Louisiana. The hospitality, well, depending on (laughs) where where you are, Um, but just everything about it. So after I visit... I always leave thinking like, man, it would be so much fun if we lived here. Um, I moved at such a young age, um, but I would, I grew up spending my summers there. And of course now we, we visit pretty regularly. Um, not during, not at this current state with Corona and all of that, but I just have nothing but 
good memories or good thoughts about being there. So, um, but (laughs) on the flip side of that, of course, I come back to the harsh reality of just all of the cons of being there. And so that idea is soon scratched out. Um, but nonetheless, the thought every time I visit, um, it, it occurs, um, even now more so that Brooklyn and Taylor are here. Um, so I'll just start with that question, um, for you, Zena, would you move your family to your, your hometown, um, St. Vincent and, and raise your girls there? Yeah, that's a really good question. So if I were to move back to the Caribbean, it would more than likely be to the British Virgin Islands um, for two things. So my husband's, all of his extended family um, is back in the BBI. And it's so interesting because whenever we visit, we get that same feeling, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I really wish the girls could experience some of this stuff Mm -hmm, like some mm -hmm. of the things that we grew up with like just living in the Caribbean um I don't know that I would move back and raise them there I think maybe extended periods like during the summer maybe have them go and like spend time with family but not not to move back I, I I I don't see that us or for my family and you know for my girls mm-hmm. um why why not well part of it is you know the Caribbean is the British Virgin Islands is very small mm-hmm. so when we think about opportunities and just the different things um that our girls are exposed to being in the U.S., there's a lot more opportunity um, for them. So so that is is definitely the main reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's still, like, a lot of infrastructure work that has to be done um, in the BBI. So, for example, um, they still run into issues with with power, like, you know, the, the electricity going off you know, at random times, you know, Mm. for extended periods. So just different things like that. A lot of the luxuries that um, they have in in their everyday life Mm -hmm. would look a lot different Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And that is definitely like one of the biggest um, gripes that Eric has, you know, when the topic comes up and and it's definitely not like a serious conversation we have it's just like a random like oh my gosh wouldn't it be so much fun if we lived here and that's like one of the first things he mentioned he's like what are they gonna do what are we gonna do you know (laughs) like we can't just like be here and party and eat um, you know, every day, which is what we do when we go there, you yes, know, like we, but you're also on vacation. Exactly. Like what would every day look like? Cause it's right. very different right. when you're on vacation and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, kind of clears their calendar. You exactly. get to see people and do stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, when we go there, that's exactly what happens. It is, um, 
you know, there, we always get together with a family, everybody, you know, kind of congregates and we of course cook and we eat and, you know, just listen to music, dance, just have a really good time. But mm-hmm. if it was, you know, we're there every day, obviously that would not um, be the case on top of just, like I said, he's like, what are, you know, what are they going to do while, while we're here? Um, as far as like careers, Eric and I, you know, we, we own our own businesses and, um, we're in the, in fields where we can easily, um, be anywhere in the world, just as long as we have internet connection. Um, but just the experiences that, um, we want our kids to have. Um, it's just not something, unfortunately, we would really be able to gain in Louisiana. So that's why the conversation is definitely just not one that, you know, we, he really entertains. Um, it's just more of like, oh yeah, it would be fun, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's how I feel too. I think it's more so of like all of my my immediate family is mm-hmm. in the Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. um, Jamal as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of his extended family. It's just him and his brother mm-hmm. that are here. So we went home last year. Um, his grandmother passed away, so we went down. And him and his brother are literally the only ones from like his his dad's side mm-hmm. um that live here in the mm-hmm. US. So being around like all his family, all of his cousins, and he has a really big family mm-hmm. um back home in the Virgin Islands. So that is always fun and I, I miss that for my kids, right? Like them yeah. not growing up with their cousins right. and you know, with their aunts and their their great aunts and great uncles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's so interesting because when we went for the funeral, Zara, my youngest, who is very like she she's very really emotional, um, in the funeral, she was really sad. And I'm like, well, you know, are you okay? Like, what's going on? You know, I know a funeral is is really sad, but she doesn't really she didn't really know her great grandmother. Right. Um, and she said that she was like, you know, she's really sad that our great grandma died, and she didn't really get an opportunity to to get to know Aww. her, and that like really bugged them all. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's true, you know, like we she's met her a couple times, but not enough for her to leave like a lasting. Um, imprint on yeah. her life, you know. Yeah. Aww. Um. So tell us about growing up in um the first. So wait, you were born in the Virgin Islands, or you were born in Grenadine and went to the Virgin Islands? Mm-hmm. So my my upbringing was so interesting and very unique. So I was born in St. Vincent. Okay. Um, and then I moved to the British Virgin Islands when I was like a year old. Mm-hmm. But there was a five-year period um, where I went back to St. Vincent, mm-hmm. which I feel like was the most impressionable time for me growing up. So a lot of my, you know, more formative like childhood memories happened in St. Vincent, um, which is where most of my extended family lives. So for me growing up, 
there it was it was a lot of that right like a lot of extended family growing up around my cousins um in the Caribbean it's very different from here when it comes to like community at least when when you're growing up around your extended family okay how how is that yeah so because they're all right there so Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. because you're growing up on an island so Mm -hmm. everything is pretty much in close proximity it's not like here where like for you guys you live in florida but you you know you jump in your car you go to louisiana it's gonna take you what like 10 hours yeah mm-hmm. to, yep. to get there mm-hmm. whereas there even if you know you have family members that live on different parts of um the island it's still pretty close <laughs> <laughs> for you to like yeah see people and uh-huh. do things so i think just the the the, the geography of it is is um more is more simple mm-hmm. um so church was a big part of my upbringing um yeah so we a lot of my social activities Mm -hmm. was really centered around church and the Mm -hmm. church family so you know different organizations like I remember being part of um the girls brigade because my my grandmother was Methodist was Methodist okay so we went to church a lot, like Sunday school and summer camp. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't remember a lot of the other social pieces that you get here, which is like birthday parties or like a lot of different sports organizations, like mm-hmm. where you you kind of meet friends outside of church and outside of your family. So that's where you know a lot of the social aspects for me happened. Um, that was, is so in church. That's <laughs> that's so interesting because okay, so I was in Louisiana for only like a few years, but I still remember, um, you know, a lot, and um, and church was definitely um, somewhat of the center of my upbringing as well. So first of all, my name Chancel. Um, it comes from my mom um who was in this like community choir and the choir was called chancel tabernacle and so um she was like oh i'm gonna do something different and i'm gonna put a apostrophe in between the n and the c of your name and call you chancel um you know how black people do stuff like that girl. but anyways um <laughs> So she was like very, very involved in church as well. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, her and my dad, that's how they met. They met at church. Um, and it's very similar to what you are describing where um, a lot of the events just centered around church, like mm-hmm. on, you know, the weekends, it was, it was church, church, church. They would mm-hmm. sing at like different churches. Um, they would, um, you know, minister. Um, even throughout like the week, um, all of their friends outside of family were like their church members. Um, so it was very, very similar and even just the state of Louisiana. So it's pretty big on religion. Um, uh, the prominent, I think, religion in, in the state is Catholic, um, hence like, you know, the whole like 
Mardi Gras and Ash Wednesday and Lent. Like it's, it's the religion is very big in the state. So I can definitely relate to you um, mm-hmm. on that piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting even that you said how um, very close um, knit your your family was um, your cousins and such so my dad's side of the family pretty much again growing up all of his family like literally lived on one street in like this very very small town like the town is so tiny it only had like one red light and it was like a caution light it wasn't even like like a true traffic light it was just like, was, a, was it like right outside the fire station or something i no no it was i don't even i don't even know where the where the fire station was oh, like i don't funny. even remember mm-hmm. if they even have a fire station but it's such a small town that yeah. you know like how a person has a p.o box and the number is usually like four or five numbers, maybe mm-hmm. even six, seven. So my grandmother's P.O. box is a single digit number. Oh my gosh. That is how small <laughs> the town is. So of course, you know, um, my cousins, aunts, um, um, well, he doesn't have any sisters, but um, my great aunts, um, they all lived like very very close we Mm -hmm. could just you know walk to each other each other's house um during the summer like you know my cousins we would just you know be outside and just walk up and down the you know that street that one street um see everyone but it's very very different um as as you mentioned so that's that's cool that we kind of have that in common for sure um yes that's really cool yeah um is there anything that you miss most about the country i feel like i miss just I guess the slower pace of Mm. things. I don't know if it's the ocean breeze or whatever that Mm -hmm. just has people just a little bit more calm. (laughs) Um, I definitely miss like being close to the ocean Mm -hmm. for sure. Like Mm -hmm. being able to go to the beach and um, relax. Jamal and I were actually talking about this as I was, you know, preparing to talk to you, like being able to just walk outside and pick a fruit off the tree. you know like stuff like that that my kids are not experiencing like I remember growing up we played so much outside Mm -hmm. um I remember running around barefoot like playing in the street with my cousins Mm -hmm. um like I said going to the beach climbing trees like just a lot of that outdoor type of activity without technology like you know, yeah, playing some of those 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 outdoor type of games like hopscotch or <laughs> jacks. Do you, yeah, do you, do you have you ever played jacks? Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely, girl. I <laughs> so I had um an older. So I grew up with my older cousin, and when I say grow up, um, again, I wasn't in Louisiana with my with my family um day to day. 
um, after I think like the age of seven, um, I only would spend like the summers there, but even so I, I grew up with my older cousin, my aunt who I think is like eight or nine years older than me. And then my little aunt, yes, my grandmother was out there (laughs) she was out there my mom had me and then my grandmother was like you are not about to outdo me I'm about to pop up and get a baby too so I have a baby aunt who is like two years younger than me but um we kind of like all grew up together so yeah they taught me how to play jacks um Mm -hmm. and definitely hopscotch um jump rope like all of that Yep. Mm -hmm. yep absolutely Um, one of the things that I miss most, um, not, you know, of course, like my family, but the food, the food, oh my gosh, (laughs) Louisiana legit has like the best food. I mean, I'm definitely no foodie because I pretty much only eat like 15, 15, 15 foods. Yes, yes. I um I eat like fifteen foods, but I can find those fifteen foods in Louisiana, and to me, it tastes the best served in that state. So, food is what I miss most. Um, from there, I know when celebrating food is is like the the thing that we focus on the most. We just want you know good food we we don't want it to run out before you know everyone gets something and again it just we want it to be really good food but i think in louisiana food is on another level we prepare meals that take days that's um, how it is in the caribbean too yeah I, I do miss i do miss the food but you gotta take me to louisiana because i haven't been <laughs> oh my gosh Cena, it's amazing we, we pre- i heard we prepare food you know for for days and then we serve in sizes that can feed like a little small village it's crazy when i go back i gain so much weight because i just try to do. eat everything because I feel as though like I can't get it here in Florida like again Uh even though I only eat like 15 foods or whatnot (laughs) I just feel like it just tastes so much better there so I just try to indulge in everything I possibly can um those few days that I'm there what no I I I definitely agree with that too I guess I'm not like I'm I'm definitely not a foodie either Mm -hmm. um I think being here in Florida, at least in the Orlando area, there is a, a, a decent size like Caribbean influence. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, we can, I can get like Caribbean food at the different Caribbean restaurants. Of course, it's it's not the same like, being <laughs> home, but right. it, it definitely stops the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's really interesting that you said. You know, there are Caribbean um, restaurants and such here. Um, is there anything that has popped up um, that reminds you of home um, here that you're you're sh- in shock of? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think anything that I'm in shock of. I will say the other day, my husband went to. Um, um, it's 
called Bra. I think they changed their name, but the Spanish grocery store, which is very interesting that we can get a lot of the things that we are used to seeing back home mm-hmm. in the bodega or like the Spanish supermarkets. Okay. And he brought home um, this thing called, people say it differently, but it's tamarind mm-hmm. and they make, it's a fruit that grows on a tree and it's like brown and they make something that's called t- tamarind balls or some people say tamarind, tamarind balls. Mm-hmm. So he brought that home the other day and I have not had that in like 20 years wow. um, for the girls and the girls have never had it. So mm-hmm. it's always interesting like when you, you see things or um, like in the grocery store and stuff and it's like, oh oh my gosh, I remember eating this mm-hmm. um, growing up. Of course, it didn't taste the same because it was packaged and, right. you know, uh, but at least for the girls to get a flavor of, of, of some of that. So that's always interesting when that, when I see stuff like that. Yeah, for me, it's very similar. Um, goes goes back to food as well. Um, and it's crawfish. So mm. crawfish, you know, those little tiny... Mm-hmm looking lobster things um mm-hmm. for those listening there you can find them like in the rivers um and and like other freshwater shallow places um i feel that it's it's the official unofficial <laughs> food of louisiana um yes there's an actual season for crawfish and when it's that season that is all all you people. eat yeah that is all you eat. Like, you know, you go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, yeah, we're about to boil some crawfish or, yeah, we just picked up a sack of crawfish or whatnot. But um, so I was really shocked when I saw restaurants here popping up with crawfish on the menu. Um, I think the first place I saw it was Joe's Crab Shack, which is like, you know, a franchise restaurant. And then I saw it at Hot and Juicy Crawfish, um, which I later mm-hmm. learned that that was a franchise as well. Um, has spots like across the country. But I just thought crawfish was a Louisiana thing. I thought it was only there. And um, so it was just so shocking to see that it popped up all the way in in Orlando Florida I just would have never (laughs) thought that so that is that was definitely shocking to me um something else that was shocking was Mardi Gras so oh yeah Mardi Gras you know is a holiday that is observed in Louisiana so many people may not know this but businesses are closed that Friday and Monday before Fat Tuesday so um everything shuts down Friday of course um Saturday and Sunday Monday it's still shut down and Tuesday it's definitely shut down so um school is out everybody parties all weekend um attending parades attending balls and so when we moved here my family back home thought it was so strange um, that we weren't closed. Yes, that, exactly. <laughs> that another state wasn't observed it. They were like, what? You guys aren't off from school and work um, while we party up and down Bourbon Street? Well, why not? That's so strange. Like, they, it was, it was so funny. But that's, that's kind of, that's kind of like... Um... So the Caribbean has like a, a really religious influence too. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. this past week was Easter yep. and my friends back home are like, oh yeah, you're not off on Friday and Wednesday. It's not a holiday there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm like, no, it's not. I have to go to work, girl. Um, yep. It does same thing here. Yep. And in Tortola, they have their emancipation celebration in August. Mm. So the country shuts down like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the first, um, around the first Monday in August. So that's always interesting too. Like, nope. Um, I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, that religious um, yes. influence. Um, so in Louisiana, their spring break is always the week after Good Friday. So mm-hmm. they're off um, that they're off on Good Friday. And then that mm-hmm. following week, they're off. Um, Easter Monday. For, mm-hmm. Yeah. Easter Monday. Exactly. And so um, with. It you know with Mardi Gras and being around Ash Wednesday and everything they're like you know what you're not you're not off that's just so crazy, um, but um, you know fast forward to thirty years or thirty something years later we're still not out from work and school but Mardi Gras has definitely become um, a more universal holiday like literally um you know universal studios the park here they have like this huge event um where they spend a ton of money bringing in um even local like musicians uh, Mm -hmm. chefs from louisiana to the parks to celebrate mardi gras there's also you know mardi gras decorations in the stores you'll see pop up around that january february time frame um and Publix the the Publix bakery they sell little king cakes girl like I just think it's the cutest thing every year I'm like oh my god a king cake um so you know and for those listening if you don't know what a king cake is it's like a huge cinnamon roll but the center is is cut out so um it's actually the shape of like a circle and there's like uh sugar um red blue and green which are like or i'm sorry no red blue and green purple yellow and green um colors that are covered around the 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 cake on top of the cake um in sections and it has like you know, purple sugar, um, yellow sugar, green sugar, just, you know, um, is in a pattern around the cake. And there's a little baby, a little plastic baby that you put inside of the cake, like at a random place. And you cut the cake um, in, in slices. And um, the person who receives like the little plastic baby and the cake, they are said to have like good fortune and um and it's like a little celebration like oh i got the little baby or whatnot so (laughs) i've never i've never had one of these oh my gosh it's so good it tastes Mm -hmm. like like a cinnamon roll so it you know Mm -hmm. it has like cinnamon in it it's um it's really really good it's like yeah it's the public's i feel like they started carrying them maybe like two years or three years ago is when I first saw it but I remember my mom um she would like order one from home at this like famous bakery Bambino's she would have it um shipped here and sometimes she would take one to work to share with her co-workers um but yeah it was 
it's uh it's you know a cake that definitely you see around that February January February time frame um in Louisiana throughout all of the stores like oh you got to get a king's cake you mm-hmm. there's like not a certain time um or day like you don't just eat it on fat tuesday you can eat it all throughout like mardi gras season but it's mm-hmm. it's really really good um again so going, i gotta try it yeah time. going back to that food thing <laughs> <laughs> um but it's so it's so interesting though like when you were talking about like you know the foods taking days to cook i mm-hmm. think a lot of that probably goes back to like our African roots too like when I have a friend um who's Nigerian and a lot of the stuff that she makes they may be called something different Mm -hmm. but um I think a lot of it even stems stems back all the way to our ancestry so that's really interesting yes absolutely I completely agree there um are there any traditions that you've carried over from um, the island here that you just really want to share with the girls and have the girls experience, whether it be like food or music traditions, like mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. So I am not really a fan of the kitchen, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is so odd. Like that was a big thing for Jamal when we first started dating because he's like, how are you from home and you don't like to cook? I'm like, I just don't. So more recently, um, I have been, you know, doing a lot more of like Caribbean dishes. So mm-hmm. like last weekend, I made something that's called sawfish because it was Easter um, and Good Friday. Of course, you don't eat any meat. Right. Um. So we did that and we had like a, you know, Caribbean breakfast with like sawfish and the boiled egg and um, avocado and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the kids, we definitely want them to, to really um, have that taste for Caribbean food. And Jamal's mother lives not too far from us, so she tends to cook a lot more like traditional Caribbean food. Mm-hmm. Um, music is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So like we play a lot of soca in our house, um, mm-hmm. a lot of reggae too, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in the car. So the kids are growing up um, with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I do, carnival is a big thing back home too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, the parades and costumes and things like that. So now that they're a little bit older, I definitely want to to have them experience that part of the culture mm-hmm. um, more. So I'm going to be more intentional um, about that piece. So something that came up recently with a, a friend of ours who lives in our neighborhood who is um, from the Caribbean as well, they just had a baby and um, they pierced her ears like as soon as as, as she was old enough, which is like, what, three months? And we did the same thing with our girls because jewelry um, is a big, you know, thing in the Caribbean culture as well. So it was really interesting when I saw her and she was like, yeah, my mom was like, you know, that's what we do. Like, we get these babies' ears pierced, like, (laughs) right right away. Um, So just little things like that that you don't really pay attention to, Mm -hmm. but you do it because it's it's part of the culture, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. So just just things like that. But music music is definitely definitely big in our house. Caribbean oh. music. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Once again I completely um see that 
you know, I, I can relate to that rather. Um, in Louisiana, we love to party. music and dance is is very big for us so i'm trying to expose um this to taylor in brooklyn as well um a lot more so um and girl they need it especially brooklyn um my little baby is just not the most coordinated at all um i don't know if it's because she's pigeon toe or what but the girl is always tripping she's falling and just trying to get her to dance on B is impossible right now. So I'm just trying to expose them to music as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, because it, it is, you know, very big for that Louisiana culture that, that dance, that party and it, you know, just again, so much fun to be able to put on some music and just have a good time, you know, not necessarily have to have a reason to have a good time, a reason to celebrate. It's just the mere fact of, Hey, put on some music and let's, let's dance. Let's have a good time. Um, how do you think those, uh, traditions, you know, even the music will impact your girls over time. So for me, I think is them um, kind of having that perspective of themselves too, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Jamal, well, Jamal was born here, but he grew up, you know, definitely the Caribbean influence and me like spending my whole life there until I was 19. Mm -hmm. So them knowing like, yes, they're American. Yes, they were born here, but there are, there's a different facet of them. That's also very important. And that's their Caribbean roots. Um, even the way that we speak. So like in our house, you know, I speak in my raw accent with them. So even them learning, you know, some of the things that I say or um, what we call different things, I think will give them just a broader perspective of um, their diversity, even Mm -hmm. with being black, Mm -hmm. you know, like they have an additional layer. um, Mm -hmm to that I think I love I love that um yeah you know I I think for me it's making sure that you know not that they just understand or know how to dance (laughs) but just being proud of you know a part of their background being proud of that that part of their heritage and just being able to relate to that side of their family you know because I feel like we're miles away from from that part of their family I I feel even more um um of a um I guess an urgency somewhat of to make sure that they know like, Hey, this is the food that, um, you know, some of the food that I ate growing up, or this is like what we did growing up, or this is what I experienced growing up. So I, I just all, I, I completely agree. I just always want them to know those things about, um, where, you know, somewhat of where they came from, 
um, or particularly like where I came from. So I, I agree on that. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, that's really, really important. And it's interesting because now that I'm talking to them yeah. about like my upbringing, it's causing me to reflect and even learn a lot about my own heritage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Here's another question. What are some things the girls may have access to here that you wish they didn't have access to so you um mentioned um you know early on that one of the reasons you you know aren't really that serious about moving back you you may have like just said it um said the idea of moving back but it wasn't that serious the serious conversation was because of like the lack of infrastructure or you know, just um, things that they just may not have access to. Um, but what's something that they have access to here that you wish they didn't have have access to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really, really, really good question. Um, I don't think that it's, for me, it's not something that's tangible. I think the, the biggest thing for me is the race relations. Um, in in the U.S. that Mm. I have to expose my kids to that I wish I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Being, growing up here, like raising children in the United States is very different than raising kids in the Caribbean because your awareness of, of, of who you are and your skin is very different. And that is definitely something that I wish, um, I, I didn't have to expose my kids to at least this early at, yeah. at, at such a young age. Um, for me, I think that's the biggest thing. And of course, like, you know, back home now is very different even from how it was when I grew up. So technology, mm-hmm. a lot of the same like struggles here with technology is, is very similar there. Like, um, I wish my kids were outside more. Like I wish that they had their cousins that, you know, mm-hmm. they, they could play with and do things yep. outside as opposed to being in the house, yep. um, their devices and things like that. Um, but it's a different time too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, completely agree. Once again, um, Louisiana, um, is, you know, it's the South, so there's definitely racism, but I think because of like how the city of Baton Rouge is structured, even the, the city that my, my dad's family lives in, um, we kind of like have our area, you know, like it's not necessarily like segregated, but it's just like, oh, okay, this is like where the blacks are, this is where the whites are. There may be like a mixed community here and there. But I think because of that, like you said, um, they are not as exposed to or or have to have like those conversations um, as much of like, you know, don't go here or, you know, you have to be on guard about this or even like in the schools, like, you know, some of the kids may experience something said to them at an early age. Um, everyone kind of like looks like each other. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you, 
when you're in a city like Orlando that's extremely diverse and mm-hmm. just, you know, the things that we're even seeing on, on television, of course, you just can't escape it. Um, right. You do have to have those conversations. So I I can relate and I, I agree. Like it's, it's definitely something um, I wish <laughs> the kids didn't have access to as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to touch on, you know, what you said, like, everyone looks like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it is in the Caribbean, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, everyone looks like you. But I feel like um, back home, colorism is, is definitely more prominent because, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, we're all black. But yeah. then there's still, like, that differentiator yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the Caribbean or even, like, um, your your ethnicity in terms of um, like your your ancestry mm-hmm. is is a lot more like like prominent as well. So that's interesting. That's interesting because again, same thing, Louisiana. Um, so we have that Creole, which is mm-hmm. you know it's very different from like the Haitian Creole, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely that colorism of like, oh, you are light skin, um, you have light eyes, you must be Creole or mm-hmm. w- whatever. And, you know, yeah, that, that's definitely something we experience there in Louisiana. Um, Okay, I know that we are getting towards the end. And before we go, I want to play a quick game to see how homesick we may be. (laughs) So for each statement I read, um, if it's true, put a one next to it. And then at the end, we'll tally our score. Okay. So here it is. Um, Question one. You think about being home at least once a day. If it's true, put a one next to it. If not, just leave it blank. Um, Two. You only have good memories of being home. Uh, three, you have a lot of friends and family back home. Four, if you had a chance, you'll move back and spend the rest of your life there. Five, you're constantly comparing your current place of residence to home. Six, you compare the people around you to the people back home. Seven, you try to emulate um, local spots from your home area. Eight, you visit every chance you get. Nine, you find yourself looking on Zillow for possible homes in the middle of the night um, back home. And 10, you pose the idea of moving back to your significant other at least once a week. What was the first one again? (laughs) (laughs) You think about being home at least once a day. Okay. Wow. Okay. So my score was three. (laughs) i'm clearly not as homesick as i thought uh what was your score my score was one really gosh oh my gosh so yeah girl we are not moving back anytime (laughs) soon we may visit we may um you know have a little bit, uh, a, a moment here and there where we wish we can just get some good food. <laughs> I am embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but we are not trying to get back. Um, for those listening, if you scored a seven or higher, you need to move back. Yes. You need to yes. move back ASAP. You are losing your mind trying to get back home. So you need to try to make it happen so that you are happy again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to hear something. I want to hear more about or more of your accent, Zena. So, oh my gosh, I you know want... it's it's so hard for me to do that because it's like I'm so used to code switching. Yeah, oh, I get it, girl. <laughs> I am the same way. So Eric always teases me when we go home and we're there for like a couple of days, um, and we come back, and he's like you do know you're you're no longer in Louisiana. Like, you're you're back home. You don't have to talk like that anymore. You're not around your cousins. It's the same yes. thing. Well, you started off, you were telling us a little bit about the volcanoes. So, oh, yes. tell, oh, tell us, like, what's going on there. Can you say it? I'm, your- so, I'm so sad. Um, so, so, pretty much St. Vincent has mm-hmm. an active volcano, um, in the in, on the island, it hasn't erupted since 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been like 40 over 40 years since it erupted. Um, so it started like having activity back in December. Um, and yesterday, actually Thursday, they started evacuating people. So right now, like most of the island is covered with ash because oh it exploded. Gosh. Yeah. So I've been, I haven't had a chance to like <clears throat> touch base with people like really this morning. Cause I still have most of my extended family, um, outside of like my siblings and my mom mm-hmm. lives in, in St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. So so where so you say they are, they evacuate and it's an mm-hmm. island so where do mm-hmm. they go? Yes, and it's so funny that you said that because someone else asked that same question. So the the volcano is at the northernmost point, like further north of mm-hmm. the island. Mm-hmm. Um, so with a situation like that, they you know basically evacuate people to the southern okay. end, so kind of out of the red zones, which okay. are close to the volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, like Royal Caribbean sent cruise ships and Carnival oh, okay. Okay. sent cruise ships so okay. they can, you know, try to evacuate people by sea to mm-hmm. like some of the neighboring islands mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But it, the pandemic obviously makes it very challenging yeah. because, you know, COVID is still rampant. Like mm-hmm. they're still trying to vaccinate people. So it's just, it's a lot that's going on. And it's, wow. it's I felt like this during Irma. Too. So in 2017, when Irma, um, the hurricane hit yeah. the British Virgin Islands, it completely mm-hmm. devastated mm-hmm. Um, there too. And it's just that helpless feeling because I'm not there, you yeah. know, and there's really nothing that I can do mm-hmm. from here mm-hmm. um, other than send positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. tough part about being away from home and not being with your family is when stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you you almost have a sense of guilt, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, that your family is going through something so devastating and, and there's literally nothing you can do. No, I, I get it. I completely get it. Um, that happened to me during Katrina. Yes. Um, that My was, gosh. that was very, very hard. 
um so yeah i can only imagine and and what's so crazy is i mean i know that you said this this just happened yesterday or or thursday but i have not heard anything about this yeah it's it's definitely like major news last night because jamal is morphing into an old man so he watches news (laughs) the news before he goes like right before my eyes um so he has to get his news before he goes to bed and I heard, I heard it on like just whatever recap show or whatever he watches. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's on it's on your thing. And he was like, yeah, this is this big news. So so it like so said, they it, just reported it last night. I yeah, and I oh, think okay. I saw something on CNN like yesterday because it's all like develop. It's a developing story, mm-hmm. um, right now. So it's it's it sucks, um, for sure. Wow. Wow. Well, definitely yeah. my thoughts and prayers are, appreciate are, you. are with appreciate your family, that. with your friends um, that are yeah. there. That is just, it's really scary because like you said, um, you know, on top of everything going on with just coronavirus, like I just can't imagine the fear of, Okay, yeah. not only am I running from this, but mm-hmm. I also have to make sure I'm safe throughout this entire yeah. process. And there's just such limited, um, you know, resources, um, yeah. you know, in the midst of this pandemic on top of, mm-hmm. again, just the the limited um, access of, you know, you may have being on an island, you know, yes. it's not like you it's can very- just drive or you know it's it's really it's it's a little more challenging to really get away Mm -hmm. absolutely I will say though like the the one thing with the Caribbean community is that they really show up for each other so even in this situation like all of the you know neighboring islands are you know deploying volunteers and you know you know offering to take citizens from St. Vincent, you know, onto their island because it's it's really, you you just don't know what's going to happen and with, like right now, I got videos from my cousin this morning with just the ash because it it exploded yesterday so like now all of the ash is falling. I'll send you a video um, when we get off the phone but yeah, it's 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 truly um, disheartening to, to wow. see some of that. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. I, yeah, definitely send me that video. I, I, I want to see and yeah. see what's going on. Well, um, before we go, I also want to get into your two truths and a lie. Oh, I know. I, I'm so sorry I made it so hard. <laughs> no, it's so fine. It's fine. Okay, so you, I remember one being you graduated high school at 16. Okay, I'm going to say that is true because in... The, at the start of the show, you you know you were sharing a little bit more about yourself, and you said you came over here for college when you were nineteen. Oh, and so you I, yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> like you just like leaving, you know, right after um, you finished high school to come over. Even though that's the case of most people, um, 
at 18, you go off to college. Um, but I'm like, well, maybe she stayed, you know, behind for like a few years, got herself like a little acclimated and then moved over. Um, oh, you are 18. good girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so is that true? That is true. Yeah. So I graduated from 16, which is not um, uncommon. It's oh. uncommon here. Oh, wow. Um, but in the Caribbean, it's not uncommon for you to, at least in the Virgin Islands, for you to graduate um, from high school. I have friends who graduated at like 15. So, how, and I did stay. How, mm-hmm. how is it um, so uncommon? Is it, do you guys not go through like 12th grades or do you start a little bit earlier? Mm-hmm. So when I went to school, I think it was a combination of both. Okay. Um, so my bir- I have a late birthday in September. Mm-hmm. So when I started, I actually turned five in kindergarten. So whereas oh, here wow. you have to be like you have to be five, five to start. Eight. Okay, exactly. So mm-hmm. that I think that's part of it. Okay. And then also too, when I went to school, um, I want to say it was only eleven. grades they've since added and we don't do well I think they changed it now but when I went to school it wasn't grades it was more of a a European system where elementary school was classes Mm -hmm. and then and then you went straight to high school and they're called like forms so instead of like 10th grade 11th grade it was Mm -hmm. like form one form two form three so that played into it too so okay okay mm -hmm. so um are you able to like skip, I guess, like forms mm-hmm. or, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can, you can do that too. So like my one um, girlfriend that I'm talking about that graduated at 15, mm-hmm. she actually skipped a grade, I want to say in elementary school. Okay. She might have skipped a grade. So yeah, you see that my, one of my older sisters too, she graduated at I think she was 15 too, mm-hmm. um, and she skipped a grade also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's true. Um, the other one was that you had braces and you were adopted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you have a gorgeous smile. So I'm going to say that you, it's true you had braces. No, I never had braces. What? Oh my <laughs> yes. gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, you have a gorgeous smile. And, Thank you. You know, with us having to wear these masks, I tell Eric all the time, I am mad about the fact that I spent $3,000 on this smile, <laughs> you know, straighten out my teeth. And now I'm. No one can see it. Yes, the government has required us to cover it up. Like, are they going to pay me back? They're going to reimburse me. I want something. something. I want some something. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I, so, so but I get it you. all the time. That's why I put it down because even when I go to my dentist, mm-hmm. they if I go to a new dentist, they always ask. And Jada uh-huh. um has like the perfect smile. And I know a lot of my mommy friends who have kids her age are so jealous because they're like, I gotta go put in braces and her teeth are like perfect wow so, mm-hmm. wow so you're adopted i'm adopted yes oh. yes so that's why my my childhood is so interesting because my biological mm-hmm. family so mm-hmm. my biological parents um are 
from St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I spent part of my childhood in the Virgin Islands because that's where um, my adopted mom lived. So, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Such an interesting fact about you. Wow. I know. Yes. Yes. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Well, Zena, thank you so, so much. Um, Absolutely. For your time. This was a lot of fun and um, definitely just allowed me to not get to know more about you because I, you know, we, we, now that we don't work together anymore, um, we don't get to talk that often, but when we do, it's, yes, I miss (laughs) you too. When we do, it's always such a good time, but also it was just fun being able to kind of like reflect back to, to growing up and things that we missed and being able to kind of like compare and contrast notes. Um, a lot of, you know, things that we experienced, um, even though we were not just like miles apart, like literally on different islands, it seems as though we had those very similar experiences. So that's, that's just so fun to hear. It is. It is. Absolutely. Well, I really enjoyed chatting with you too. And I really appreciate you um, having me on so that your listeners can, can get some of that perspective too. So thank you so much. Yeah. So um, absolutely. And we for sure have to have you come back. Um, for those listening, that is all for this week, but be sure to subscribe to the show. Um, so you'll receive notifications as soon as like the next episode drops, which is every Sunday. Um, so thanks for listening again and have an amazing week, moms. Thanks.